Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of One More Minute. So excited to continue the second episode of our new interview series, Convos with Mo. I have an incredible guest with me today. I have a good friend of mine and a certified badass, Ms. Dominique Fluker. Um, now, I know everything about her, but just in case you don't, let me give you a quick rundown on who Miss Work Dominique is, okay? She's from the West Coast. She's a graduate of Sarah Lawrence College. She's a lead writer and editor for Glassdoor's Business to Consumer blog. She's a marketing and branding guru who has amplified the online presence of all kinds of brands around the world, including Adobe, Glassdoor, Forbes Women, eBay, Union Bank, Cricket Wireless, AT&T, Tidal, Microsoft Pulse, Taylor Morrison, Sensio, WeWork, and more. She's a senior contributor for Forbes Mag- for Forbes Women. Um, she's covered everything from the Harlem Fashion World collab with LeBron James to Karen Civil's exclusive brunch during the 2019 Super Bowl. And most recently, she covered a groundbreaking story about the young lady that uh, founded Black Girls Sunscreen and even got a dope shout out in Glamour Magazine, to name a few. Her consistent and intentional work in promoting diversity and inclusion um, has helped her interview some notable celebrities, including Robin Roberts, Serena Williams, Regina King, Taraji P. Henson, Issa Rae, and Tia Mari, and the list goes on and on. And not to mention, she is a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So you can already see she's my kind of girl. She's first and she's finest. I mean, Dominique says you are it. You are the personification of black girl magic. If there was like glitter to sprinkle on anyone's timeline or anyone's life, you, my friend, are it. Now let's get into it, Dominique. Let's let the people know who you are, what you about and where you want to go. So Dominique, you do everything. And one thing I love about you is that you have hustle and heart. So doing my research on you, of course, I found this blog on your blog, uh, this quote on your blog, and I think this sums you up. The quote is, the girl who is trying to juggle her professional life while developing a social life, the young woman who is a social butterfly, but also introverted, the girl who loves wine, especially rosé, the girl who is relentless and won't take no for an answer. The millennial woman who started from nothing, but is steadily making her way to the top. Dominique, you're fearless and you are clear on what you want. You've been the author of your own dream so far, of course, with God's guidance. God is kind of giving you a pen. Um, you use it to write and elevate the current chapter of your life. I've literally watched you um, allow your gifts to make room for you. So now that I've told you all of Dominique's business, Dominique, Tell me something about you that no one knows and how do you want to show up in the world and make your mark on the universe? Wow. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I am such a fan of you and your work. I just have to say that before we continue. So I appreciate you and everything that you do. Um, One thing that people don't know about me is that I am really calculated I'm a strategic person. Um, I come off really fun and loving and uh, just celebratory, but I really have a vision and I see things pretty clearly. Um, And I'm also paired with the strategic uh, mind, really spiritual. So um, I will get in a prayer closet. I will get on my knees. I will quote a scripture. I will write things down. I will try to manifest it. I will 
uh, come up with not only to my to-do list, but also my manifestation lists and try to get it done. Um, but I think those two combined has given me a life that I didn't really dream of before rolling up my sleeves and trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to try to pick up the pieces from something that really broke me wide open? And I think we'll talk more about that in the interview. Now you mentioned something about manifestation and how, you know, how that has been aside along with you being calculated, even on your toughest day, because we know that life is not perfect. You know, that we, the way we show up in the world, we show our highlight reel on social media. We're doing all these great things. When we come home, we have whatever things we have to work through and deal with. What are things that keep you going even on your toughest day? Mm -hmm. I think it's really wanting to be someone and wanting to be better than I was before. Uh, the day before, I want to beat my own self. I'm, I think before when I started my career, I was looking over my shoulder, trying to size my LinkedIn profile with other people's LinkedIn profiles or whatever have you, and really taking um, more of a comparison route. Nowadays, I'm trying to beat what I did last year. I'm trying to beat what I have in my mind, and that is a way to jumpstart my own um career even further. And I don't, it's like a horse in a race. I don't look to the sides anymore. I'm running my own race and I, and I believe I have my own journey. Another thing is, um, providing for my family, providing for my mom specifically, um, and upholding my father's legacy. And that's something that has been kind of the guiding light for me since graduating from Sarah Lawrence college and, um, finding out at Spelman College that uh, he passed away in the dorm room. <laughs> and that wow. was something that was, you know, just really kind of was unearthing for me and really broke my spirit because my dad, I'm a daddy's girl. I know you are too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was so instrumental in my life. And that was something that I just really felt like I couldn't bounce back from. Um, so having the guiding principles that he instilled in me with a hard work ethic, having um, a, a vision for your life and really seeing that through um, makes me go hard in the paint when I don't want to, when I get all these pitches, when I'm like, I'm one person. Um, it's really kind of taking a step back, having a bird's eye view of what your life is and what it could be and some of the things that you need to sacrifice to get you to the next level. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Now, you know, I'm, I'm also a daddy's girl. We both share, you know, having lost a parent, especially particularly our fathers who have been like instrumental in our lives and who have like planted seeds in us. And, you know, speaking of your father, what do you think are some of, as you continue his legacy, you know, with your career, um, tell us about who he was and what he did and some of the seeds that he planted in your life. So, and you see them like kind of coming out of the earth today. Yeah, that's such a great question. Thank you. Um, because my dad was actually a photojournalist on the side and he had a corporate nine to five job as an engineer and was a leading photojournalist at the Oakland Tribune. And I'm screaming right now internally because to think that I would become a journalist later in life is just so mind boggling. Um, and I think the influence there of me wanting to be a writer is just 
me having the experience and exposure to it. Um, my, when I was five years old, my dad would take me on his photo assignments. And then I would be at the newspaper running around the Oakland Tribune and speaking to the editors and writers. And we're still very close to this day, um, some of the writing professionals. And they even are like, not surprised that I turned out to be the way I am just solely off of his influence. So um, my dad always really instilled in me as I'm the only child that work ethic comes first. You can want a dream, you can sell a dream, you can mm-hmm. talk a dream, but if you're not willing to do the work and um, kind of have those receipts, what are you doing? Two, um, try to be less materialistic and focus in on experiences. Um And three, have a vision for your life. Don't settle. Don't stop. Keep Mm. going, but also take care of yourself. Oh, wow. I got a little teary-eyed, Dominique, I have to tell you. That was beautiful. So you basically are living your father's wildest dreams, and you're kind of continuing them for him. Like he's in, you know, we talk about this all the time. He's kind of like up there and God petitioning for you. Like, all right, God, I know you Mm -hmm. see Dominique that she need this and that. I need you to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So that's absolutely beautiful. Um, I think I think we can all agree that he would be very, very proud of you, um, what you're doing, where you're going to go. And and, and I have to inject one thing. Have a commitment to yourself. Mm. Once I had that, regardless of what college I graduated from, what career uh, I was going to seek out, what partner I was with at the time, I decided, okay, God, it's me and you now. I need you to work with me to make a commitment to myself. Mm. Um, and then, then for there, things that started to take off for me. And they are taking off. Now, when we look at you on social media, we look at your bylines and we see all the great things that you've done. Uh, we see you now. You know it has not been an overnight success, has not been easy. Um, you know, as you look through the trajectory of your career, you've been like climbing this ladder to a success the road has been covered with blood, sweat, and tears. And quite frankly, you're just getting started. You're not even who you are yet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like along the way, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can resonate while we're finding our dreams and you know discovering our gifts, we have people that may not believe in us or who may make us think we can't do something or count us out. What would you say to anyone who's ever tried to count you out or be like, oh, Dominique, I mean, she's all right. She's just a little quiet, petite girl in the corner. You know, she's she could do a better job. What would you say to those people um, you know, as they see what you're doing now and they kind of see that you are just continuing to go to the top of success. I would say, hi, haters. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I wouldn't say anything. It's not for me to say anything to them. They just just sit back and watch and don't get in the way. You had your moment. It If you failed it, you didn't believe, you didn't see the potential, but really that's, that's you can't expect everyone to see your potential mm-hmm. um, and you can't expect everyone to invest in you. That's what you have to do, the self-investing. And I don't have anything to prove to anybody. If people want to keep tabs on me, sure, I'll, you know, I'll take at it. But for me, it's take a seat in the back and watch if you choose to. If you don't, okay. Um, and thank you for that experience that I have with you. It's it's guided me forward to further. It's guided me further. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. Kind of let God take care of your enemies. That's the, the scripture. God makes your enemies your footstool. Period. You don't even have to say anything. Period. Now, <laughs> you are, you know, a sought-after editor, a sought-after writer. Everyone wants, to, wants you to tell their story. When did you discover you had the gift of writing? and How has it made room for you? Like we talked about your father planting that seed, taking you with him on his stories. But when did Dominique know, you know, say, say to yourself, like, you know, I want to be a writer. I can write well. Let me make this, uh, let me turn this hobby into a passion project, into opportunity. Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks, Mo. Um, I think I was thinking about this recently and um, I was looking back over my short 27 years of life and I was thinking, okay, when did I start really getting a knack for writing or having interest? And I think it was in second grade when I just wanted to do extra credit reports uh, for my, I love this teacher, my second grade teacher, Miss Saluka. And I would, it would be extra credit, wouldn't get any credit on it. And I would cover each country and then I would start writing just like free, free writing essay form um, for my dad. Every Saturday morning, we would read the newspaper together. We would go through the comic section, the fashion section, the news reports. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I want to write in a magazine. And then I, I believe I texted you the story, but um, it was 2007. I think I was like 15 or 16. I met Susan Ab Taylor of Essence Magazine. And if you're a media girl, you know of her. Um, but when I met her, I was like, okay, something shifted in me. And I wanted to write professionally. I just didn't know how to do it. And then graduating from college, I got several PR internships. I started writing press releases. And then I was like, okay, I want to do digital writing because that's short and sweet. I can do copy. And then I kind of hit a ceiling. It's like, okay, I'm writing all this copy for brands like Tidal, Air New Zealand, Microsoft Pulse, but I feel like I'm losing my voice. How can I get my voice back and venture back into writing long form again? Um, so that's where the uh, lifestyle blog work Dominique originated from. Me feeling like I was empty and needed to satisfy um, a need to find my voice. And the blog really served as a portal for Forbes women. I mean, I wasn't even writing at little lifestyle websites. I was just writing on my blog. And by the grace of God, I met, it, I met organically an editor at Forbes and she gave me my start solely because of my personality. And then when she found out that I wrote a little bit on my blog, she said, oh, okay, well, how about you pitch me some things? It took me eight months to kind of land down on the pitch. And then I was provided a contract on New Year's Eve, I think in 2017. And so, but that's what I mean about really going for it, um, focusing on the larger vision and purpose placed on your life. And acting on it. So I, I guess that's my uh, well-rounded type of story about when I decided to really kind of transition into writing seriously. And then, but it didn't, for me, it was, it was really a bit of a transition too to do professionally. because so I was doing it on the side for Forbes Women. And just recently I crossed over at Glassdoor leading their uh, editorial efforts and in, in blog but I was a piece, still a PR agency girl where I was doing influencer marketing, digital copywriting. Um, and then I said, you know what? I don't like this work anymore. After making 
making the stand to go, I said, you know, I really love doing this. I really love being on the red carpet, interviewing, um, seeing all these Hollywood luminaries. I want to take a stab of being a real journalist, a real writer and editor. And that's when I made it my pivot. Mm. Okay. Well, so speaking of black women in Hollywood, it's like the black woman, black girls, Mecca, it's like every black girl's dream. What does it mean to be a black woman to you? As a black woman writing for Forbes, you tell the stories about women, black women, diversity and inclusion, entrepreneurship. What does that mean to you? And why is that so important? Black women are everything. It's the reason why I'm here. It's the reason why you're here. Um, And I do feel like, aside from not having that diverse representation, we are just not heard. I feel like we're not seen, like we're aliens or something. Like we are are women, we're humans too. And we have, we're multifaceted. Uh, We have so many different layers to ourselves, be it career, spirituality, sexuality, um, being emotional, being angry, being happy, being joyous. We are, we encapsulate all of those things. And so often we are not getting our just due. And now you see a lot of different editors covering black women and entrepreneurship. Um, but I wanted to be at the forefront of that conversation and spaces that are frankly white are not as diverse or don't even know how to, crack the surface of what we go through daily. Um, And that's what I found at Forbes Women. I'm so grateful that they gave me the opportunity and platform to do so. And I wanted to position myself as the go-to girl for um, Black women entrepreneurship, Black excellence. Um, And really, now that I'm exploring different parts of myself, what does it mean to be a Black woman who doesn't have it all together? I mean, you see it in shows like uh, Insecure, um, May I Destroy You, which is a great shout out to your crew over there, which is a great, great, great I show. I watching it. It's really, really good. Oh, my God. Um, amazing work. Amazing work. But these are the type of stories and narratives that need to be shown in, in larger spaces. I mean, you have... Um, the media side where we are often stereotyped and then you have us being placed as everything black girl excellence and and things like that and sometimes we really have some struggles that we go through and um, we conquer but it's important to show the progression in each little step and so that's what I try to do over at my column at Forbes Woman and also trying to branch out to other uh, mediums of storytelling and narration. That's awesome. Um, So I have another question for you. Speaking about being a Black woman and having stories that are told, um, I think one story about being a millennial Black woman is, can the Black woman have it all? Can you be ambitious? Can you find love? Can you have a family? Can you be a boss chick? How important is love to you? And do you think women, do you think that women can really have it all? I know so many women that are just dynamic, but they're willing to sacrifice their love life for a career. Do you think that you could really jug it all and have it all? Yeah, that's uh, such a great question. I am a love romantic girl, just like you. I love my love Jones. I love, you know, growing up reading the columns in essence, the relationship editor, Charlie Penn, um, you know, back in the day, I love reading all those stories, but I always thought 
oh my gosh, this can be really unrealistic. How can this be um, for a girl like me who's really career oriented and driven? Um, how can I juggle anything? And I think the key to that is finding a partner, letting the fi- partner find you, letting God place a partner in your life, first of all, um, who is really, really supportive and who is Team Dominique. Like I'm the way that I'm going. I have a vision for my life. I don't want to be derailed. Um, I don't want to be discouraged or feeling like I have to choose between my career and my partner. And it shouldn't be like that in the first place. Uh But the next step of that is, of course, not letting them force you to choose, but to also be open up, open for love. Um, And what does love look like for you? Like, what are your love languages? Uh Um, How can you even receive love? And I think that was something that was, totally um totally taboo for me like I I really had a problem or difficulty opening myself up to that um but yes I do have a partner (laughs) he's really supportive of my career and that's something that I thank him for but it's also something that I expect I mean listen you are, you're, the love is radiating through your pores. And I think when you love correctly, you show up better in the world. And I think that you are showing up quite wonderfully, if I do say so myself. Thank you. And I think, just to piggyback off that point, um, I think my career, I'm going to give myself credit for pushing my career forward as, as well as God. But I think my career really blossomed when I had a partner to love me and to respect me and to honor my career more than I did at times. Um, And to encourage me to get out of a career situation that wasn't suited for me or to say, you should take that conference or you should write that pitch. Oh my God, that's so exciting. You're interviewing Serena. Things like that um, kind of really gave me the push. It's like, you know, listen, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. I have someone who's in my corner fully that is not getting any type of, rewards from it not getting a hookup anything Mm -hmm. so I think that when you let love in strategically and intentionally I think it blossoms your career a bit and allows you to be in a more creative space more of a loving space more of an intentional space well I think that's you brought up a good point I think that's where that comes in with partnership and purpose Mm -hmm. it should be a part of your purpose to help drive it forward it's kind of like when you have kids having kids with someone is the most important thing that you'll ever do in your lifetime as well as who you marry, because it can either make your life better or it can make it worse. So, you know, you brought up some amazing points and, you know, I'm single. A lot of my friends are single. I think this is something that we need to hear, you know, don't settle, hold out for that person that really edifies you, who you are as a person, because when you love yourself, the love shows up in every area of your life. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of partnership, you know, romantically, I want to give people some background on our relationship. You and I met seven years ago. Mm-hmm. We both were starting off in our careers. I remember I was a temp at CNN in the strategic marketing department. And we I met mean, through our mutual friend who was an NBC page with me, Miss um, Tiffany Williams. And she'll be a guest on the show later on down the line. But she introduced us because she felt like, you know, you two are, you two will be, uh, you have so much in common. You two will be a great connection. Um, and we would just text all day about love, life, relationships. I mean, you would text me anytime of the day. I'd be like, okay, girl, like what you got going on? We would just talk on the phone. It was just organic. We didn't want anything from each other. So now, you know, we are friends. We're really friends 
because we've been in like the mud, you know, you had a bad day or I had a bad day. We can like lean on each other in that way. How important is it to you to have a girl tribe to, you know, as a partner can help you reach your purpose? How important is it to have friends to help you, you know, get to where you want to go, that help clap when you win, you know, people that you want to take like, oh, I'm going to the essence, you know, women in Hollywood brunch. I want to take such and such and such. How important is that to you? That's extremely important. Um, And I look at my friend group, my close, close friend group as my tribe of healers, my tribe of listeners, um, my tribe of cheerleaders. And even when I think I'm right on something, I rely on those people to get me together if, if need be. And also as a sounding board of how I'm doing, have I, have I progressed a little bit? Have they seen me kind of fall back into old habits? It's extremely important to have your girlfriends um, as sisters and who you can really rely on some tough issues and life, like life happens to the best of us. There's no going around in a shortcut for life. You have to have people in your corner who truly believe in you, aside from the career accolades and accomplishments. Because at the end of the day, when you get sick, when you lose a family member, when something traumatic happens to you, um, those people are there to um, be a bomb in Gilead. Okay? Oh, yes. (laughs) Woo! Okay, I don't know, that just came out of my mouth today, but they are my bombs, and I am so grateful for each and every one of you, including yourself, um, because there's just some type of moments where you can't really wrap your head around it, or like, oh, girl, did I do good on this this piece, or should I have altered it a little bit, and they'll give you straight feedback, and they're like, girl, you're tripping, you are everything, and sometimes you just need to hear that, mm-hmm. like, you know what, I am black girl magic or I have come a long way it has been seven years that we've known each other and we've each come a long way um and we made really heavy strides and sometimes when you're in the mud and the thick of things you don't see past your own eyelids and sometimes you just need to see the water you just need to get to the water Mm -hmm. I love that so I have one last question for you. <laughs> yeah. Dominique, you're just amazing, girl. I'm over here like, oh, yes, I'm getting my life. And I know you. So I, the people who don't know, they're going to be like, oh, I got to follow her. So the last question I have for you is for that person that wants to do what you're doing, you know, they're still in the mud. They still, I mean, you still are getting in the mud too. You still aren't even where you want to be yet. The ultimate goal. But you, you know, you're a little bit closer. For that person that's still in the mud, knee deep in it, what's one word that you would give them to encourage them to keep going? I would say have faith. Um, Even if you are not a religious person, I still would say have the vision in faith for yourself, at least. Mm -hmm. Have a life that, try to envision a life that you feel comfortable with, that you celebrate each and every day and that you're proud of yourself. And really, truly, I know this might sound cliche, but don't give up on yourself. There are so many valleys and peaks and hills and, and trails that I've been through that I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to stop being depressed. I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to stop missing my father. That's one. But I'm never going to be able to move forward from that. I'm never going to make that anguish 
a success. I just couldn't see it for myself. So I would say take some time, meditate on what you really want for your life, make a plan and make it happen. Only you can make it happen. You can have all your board of mentors. You can have an executive board, honey. You can have your sponsors. You can have every uh, resource and help you seek out, but you have to be the person to execute it. I love that. Now get to work, honey. Roll up get those to work. Get to work, darling. And look for your bombs and Gilead. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, Dominique, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for willing to be a guest on my interview series. You have been, there are a couple of people that have really motivated me to keep going. You are one of them. Um, even with the series, you're like, okay, girl, I want to be on the show. Like, what, what can I be a guest? And I found the perfect opportunity for you. So I just want to tell you, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to leave all of her information so that you can follow her. Dominique, tell us your Instagram name. Of course, it's at work underscore Dominique. And work is spelled with the Q-U-E, honey. You can find me there. <laughs> yes, work. Okay. Um, so as always, guys, I'm going to keep giving you mo. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you follow Dominique. Make sure you like her pictures. Make sure you read her articles. She has some great stuff coming in the queue. Mm-hmm. And I will talk to you soon.